This is Lil Jordan Humphrey, and you listen to Roster Watch. Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man for our one podcast of the week this week. Generally, we'll have you on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This week, I'll be traveling uh, at the end of the week. So we wanted to get this one in as we are now only 14 days out from heading out to Indy to um, you know, check out these new prospects, go to the NFL Combine, and address the NFL coaches and GMs. Today we're going to talk about some fantasy questions that we have for the AFC South and the AFC East that we're going to try and get answered while we're out there at the Combine. Also, we'll be breaking down the Stanford wide receiver, Michael Wilson. Trash man, what, what the hell is going on, brother? You know, just uh, just, just um, I guess, you know, basking in the glow of a – Eagles Super Bowl loss. <laughs> yeah, well, that was an interesting. I, I guess you can't tell by the green I'm wearing, but that's totally coincidental. Interesting game for sure. It's so it's so weird, man. The weather we're having down here in Central Texas. It's like I'm still wearing like the stuff that I wore like this morning when you had to get out because it was cold. Yeah, and now it's like you're wearing the afternoon clothes, where it's like a tank top. It's, just, <laughs> it's, like, so, it's crazy. I think we're about to get another cold spell again, but I, I think that spring is pretty much sprung around here, and we always know that's the time whenever we're going to be getting out to the combine. We were talking before the show about how I'm tilted. I'm gonna have to get up there on Tuesday this year. So two weeks from today, I'll be heading up there, and it's made it real hard for our travel and for I guess your stuff at home and all the rest of it. That basically what the combine has done is they've given us coaches and GMs on Tuesday and Wednesday, mainly on Tuesday. It's like Tuesday's the big day where it starts at eight in the morning and you don't get lunch and it goes through 4 p.m. Right. And then Wednesday's the light day where they start them at like noon and they go through 3 p.m. So the big day is Tuesday for availabilities with these coaches and these GMs. And it used to be those were also the days that the, uh, you know, we first we get the offensive line. And then we get the running backs. And then the next day, during this little bit slower gym and head coach day, we would get the wide receivers and the quarterbacks and the tight ends, right? And some tight ends would still trickle in after we had no more of these availabilities. And after that, we could just rock. We, we could get out of there, right? <laughs> because after the quarterback, wide receiver quarterback on-field stuff was done, it's like, you know, we're not – we love analyzing these defensive players coming – in you know we're, in, we're NFL fans of course but you know the, our our audience isn't necessarily dying to hear about these defensive linemen and linebackers and corners and stuff and so we could get out you know kind of before the weekend now what they've done is they've moved the running back all the skill guys to the weekend so it's like you got to get out there on Tuesday and Indy's making you stay all the way through so you're going to enjoy the the great city of Indianapolis for a couple more days. Well, and here's the thing. I think this plethora of things to do. This is the last year there, right? Cause they signed a two year deal after they, I thought there's two more. They were gonna move two, I thought there's one more year after this. 
Is, is this the first year of the two-year deal? I, I always so. get him. So last year was just the last year of officially Indy. Then Indy signed a two-year extension. Okay. So hopefully next year they'll move it back. I kind of think this is a ploy by the city of Indy to keep everybody there because <laughs> everybody knows the two main draws of the combine are, of course, to get the coaching availabilities and to also see the, you know, see, see the quarterbacks and stuff. People care about that the most as far as the audience. And this is a ploy, I do believe, to, to keep everybody there stuck with the captive and, audience or maybe maybe more people can just get there on the weekend i don't know well maybe that's just you know to me it's just it's cockamamie business but look, listen i'm not going to complain about my you know having a job having to go talk about football with people but it's just, <laughs> man, it's made our tracks it's, it's kind of messed with the travel and everything um anyway we're, regardless we're excited about it let's go through the trash you said you want to start with the afc east do you want to start with the bills yeah all right, so Buffalo Bills, they don't have a good cap situation uh, right now, um, but there are some guys that they're you know scheduled to lose in free agency. Um, it looks like Jamison Crowder is set to be free. Um, Jake Kumarow. Kumarow's set to be free. <laughs> Devin Singletary set to be free. That's I mean that's a that's a real big one. I thought that there was one. Was there not one other that I thought was semi kind of big oh um not unless you think Tyrone necess- Jones not necessarily or, or Tommy Sweeney not necessarily no not not said to be free but I I did there has been some talk uh reading on the athletic that Naheem Hines could be a uh uh roster cut and a cap casualty they can save like 1.6 million bucks by getting rid of those guys and so whenever I think about that and I think about the chance of having no Naheem Hines, the chance of possibly having no um, Devin Singletary. You know, one thing I want to ask is, you know, what is the what does the running back room look like moving forward if that's the case? And what have you seen out of James Cook this year to maybe have you think that he's a dude who can maybe carry a little bit more of the load than we were used to seeing this last season? Did I did th- you see anything out of him that you, well, th- you I thought? I feel like Cook and Singletary are pretty redundant. I mean, from the state of both of their plays, I mean, they're as they seem like very similar kind of players to me. Well, so you, okay, you, you, do you think Singletary is going to? Do you think Singletary is going to be one of these guys that goes somewhere and makes an impact, or is he going to be one of these guys that some of these players like Khalil Herbert or somebody's going to have to dodge? Right, if David Montgomery leaves and the Bears sign Devin Singletary or something like that, that could end up hurting somebody else, right? But I'm not sure if hurting someone else. I don't see, but I don't see Singletary getting like a starting job somewhere else. If you look at right now, um, James Cook has an ADP on the in the early underdog drafts of like 93.1. I feel like we could see that kind of you know eighth round. I feel like we could kind of see that move up from the um, eighth round in these early best ball drafts if we do find out that both. Naheem Hines is going to be a cap casualty and Devin Singletary is gone. Um, any thoughts about like, you know, what losing Jamison Crowder might mean for any of these other guys? Does it really, do we really even care about the, I mean, I mean maybe is that, some, a, is that just a Khalil Shakir angle Shakir, yeah. potentially? I think um, so too. Somebody that we were kind of split on. Uh, you know, at the at the Senior Bowl last year, I mean, we were some, split on him because we we really liked his film coming in, but he just he didn't have a good week and he dropped too many balls. Yeah. So, 
Uh, and you know what? He was athleticism. Yeah, but he 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 didn't look good this year, and he didn't get on the field as as often as you would generally hope for for a rookie that they talked up that much. Well, and he was splitting time and out of the. I mean, that slot position was like a revolving door. I feel like for the for the Bills. Is I I should look this up. Is Isaiah McKenzie still on that? He because he signed that he signed a new contract. Was that a two? I want to look it up just real quick. Isaiah McKenzie. He's definitely not a free agent. So that was a two-year deal he signed. So I mean, they they could get out. They could get out of his. Um, he signed for a one-year. I don't think two point five million dollar necess- deal. I don't think Shakir was necessarily better than McKenzie. Yeah, but only but only three hundred dead, and McKenzie's gonna be twenty-eight years old. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the I think that the main put the main takeaway from this is the James Cook stuff. I think his ADP could really rise for a while here, but then what's going to happen is he's going to get slammed with some kind of good running back getting drafted to to the Buffalo Bills, right? I mean, I just I think that's probably going to happen. Zach Moss is gone. Singletary looks like he's said to be gone. This, this cap situation is so bad. Even if Singletary only wants three point five four million per year, they're just going to say, "Look, we can't do it. We're three point one over the cap as it is." Yeah. I mean. So, um, I, I think that those are the main things that will kind of poke maybe around. that's why they took Cook in the first place. The writing was on the wall. They saw that you know they would well, have they to- tr- right. I mean, well, they tr- they tried to go out and get JD McKissick. They couldn't get him. He ended up going back to Washington. They tried to get Naheem Hines during the season. Like it's clear that they want that kind of pass catching running back. I'm just wondering if James Cook could be more a little bit more than just the, the pass catcher, right? I'm worried what what they're going to do is they're going to bring in some kind of Zach Charbonnet or somebody like that to play in the cold weather and be the hammer and then have, you know, James Cook be the complimentary guy. The same way that James Cook kind of was back in college. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's talk about the New York Jets. The New York Jets, um, as far as cap space, you know, it looks like they have, what, 16, 17 million in cap space this year. So they're right kind of right there in the big middle of things, which is good, you know, which is good for them because they're going to need to figure something out at quarterback, right? Joe Flacco is set to be free. Um, as far as the uh, Mike White is set to be free. I'm interested to hear kind of what they think about Mike White and, you know, if you're going to bring him back, we know that they're, in, we know that the reporting from Jay Glazer has been that they'll bring back, um, they'll bring back Zach Wilson, just to see if he can grow up and quit being such a titty baby and maybe re-earn some of the respect. Who else is going to, who else is going to take him? I don't know. Um, James Robinson's free agent. He's a, he's a restricted free agent, but surely they're not going to exercise any, you know, anything on him. Um, And so Ty Johnson set to be free. I I just, I think, you know, one of the main things. Like what? I, well, I was saying, like, I don't think them. I don't think they draft a quarterback, especially when they have Wilson there, and it's not a sure thing drafting a, a quarterback. Well, all the talk is Aaron Rodgers, and I, I was, I, I, I was asked, I was asked this morning by somebody, what, what, what happens to Garrett Wilson's ADP if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets? And I was like, well, you know, how much higher can it go? Trashman, I know you haven't started doing best ball drafts yet. I've only started trying to put together the skeleton of the best ball cheat sheet that we're going to have out right after the combine. But do you know where Garrett Wilson's going in early best ball drafts? I mean, pretty high after that rookie of the year win, I imagine. But how high? 
Um, I think probably maybe the third round. He's going to the two three turn. Twenty three point five is his ADP right now in the big underdog contest. And if you if you just look at this, I'm just like, how much more could you even move him up? It's like this Aaron Rodgers stuff is already baked in. It, you would have to move Garrett Wilson ahead of Jalen Waddle, Ceedee Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, AJ Brown. I don't see that happening. I feel like he's basically at his even ADP. if even if Rodgers goes there. If Rodgers goes there, are we just? I mean, that's another question. Are we just? If Rodgers goes there, I'm putting. I'm probably putting him ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm putting him ahead of Waddle. I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be right there. Okay. Okay. Well, it, I, then maybe. Then maybe what that's telling me is I need to re- remember to be sneaky high on Elijah Moore, who got swindled last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all contingent on. The Jets getting a good quarterback. Yes, but trash me when I'm saying what I I know. What I'm saying is Garrett Wilson is already being drafted in a spot where it's it's if I feel like it's already baked in. How much higher can he go than twenty three point five? The two the two eleven for Garrett Wilson and redraft best ball. That's I mean that's that 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 to me feels high for somebody who we're just sort of you know just speculating on a I better quarterback. I mean he he won the rook offensive rookie of the year. It's not really Yeah, and he and well no, but he was also wide receiver 31 in PPR. Was drafting his wide receiver 11. That 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 is a that's a speculative move. It was a, I mean it just is. Um Brees Hall, I I, I mean I feel like even if like a Derek Carr went to the Jets, I feel like Wilson still could put up pretty good numbers don't you think Derek Carr is going to, to New Orleans um I don't think that's a given okay we'll see maybe during the show he might have signed I don't know <laughs> but to me it feels like he doesn't go back to Las Vegas and tell them look I don't want you to trade me I don't care about the get my, my, my contract being guaranteed I want you to let me go unless he left New Orleans saying listen I don't want you guys to have to give up a draft pick you know, to, uh, that's going to help me win to, to be able to get me right. So yeah. let's let's lock this deal in. I'm telling them I'm going to use my no trade clause, and they're going to have to they're going to have to drop me. And when they do, we have this deal agreed to in principle, and we're going to make sure that we get a good player that's going to help this football team win games with that pick or those picks that you would have had to have used to make that trade happen. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean it's it's well within the realm of possibilities. I just think he's probably behind Rodgers. He might be the second highest coveted quarterback out there. I mean, somebody might throw him hella cash. I mean, unless you consider Jimmy Garoppolo a better quarterback. Uh, it feels to me like the Derek Carr Saints thing is probably going to happen. And we'll, we'll see if I'm wrong. But I, I think that's probably going to happen. Um, all right, let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. These guys, how are these? Like all these teams are like over the cap, so it looks like they're like seven, eight million over the cap. Um, set to be free, Bridgewater set to be free. A bunch of these like running backs are all set to be free, like Salvon Ahmed, Miles Gaskin, Raheem Mostert. I mean, that's Jeff Wilson. That's the that, that's a thing. We can ask them. You know, any of those Mike guys Gesicki. show you? Show you enough to come back, but I, yeah, that's the biggest one, right? Mike, Mike Gesicki, because they're not going to want him back. 
Um, I don't know what we would ask, certainly what we would ask the Miami Dolphins about them, but just from a dynasty standpoint, like you and I have talked about, they don't use him in the way that they – like he's not George Kittle, right? He's not, he's not going to go out there and put somebody's dick in the dirt, you know, be, being so, so, so happy to get the grass all over his face mask by putting guys in the ground like George Kittle does. You need to line this guy up out wide, uses just elite athleticism. He could yeah. be a dude that if he lands in the right spot, he could be like kind of like Evan Ingram was this this year for the Jaguars. Kind of had this resurgence when you just use him in the right kind of way. So Mike Gesicki is certainly somebody of interest for me there. And then I guess Tua Tungavailoa came out of the concussion protocol while we were in Mobile. So that was <laughs> – I'd like to ask you about that. Like, like how was he in, the, he was in the protocol for that long? I mean, is he going to be okay? They forgot he was in there. Yeah, what are the what are the plans with what are the plans with him? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill um okay the new england patriots just i think that the biggest one here that they're there they're two big ones right jacoby myers and um damian harris both set to be free right i, I would obviously ask about damian harris they right you know we're not even gonna get to ask about these guys Right, they're not going to give us anything. They're not going to say anything. Well, the Patriots aren't going to give any availability, right? They're yeah. not going to give any availability. So, well, I mean, the teams generally don't talk about free agents, right? But they can talk about players on their own team. I think that the that the conversation it 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 boils down from Damian Harris to what did you think about Ramondre Stevenson? What were your in season evaluations over the first year, Pierre Strong of Kevin Harris? Are those guys you think can contribute? Uh, you know, is it do you, do you need a guy like a Damian Harris to keep Ramondre healthy for a whole year? Can he really carry the load? We haven't seen it yet. Um, Ramondre Stevenson going just so super high in dynasty. You know, we're, we're probably 20 spots behind on, on dynasty because some of these worries that we have about him. But trash man, it's like as I start looking at best ball stuff, where do you think Ramondre's ADP is in, in season-long best ball on underdog, which is only half-point PPR? It's thirty. It's thirty-five. Yeah, I can see it, that. It's at the three-four turn, so it's above Tony Pollard. It's above Joe Mixon and Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift and Dalvin and Javante. It's like it's too that's, high. That's kind of crazy to me. It's it's too high. So we need to find out, you know, once and for all, is this going to be a situation that's going to um, this that's that's going to be as good for fantasy owners as people are projecting it to be because it, God, it feels like the industry has such a love affair with, with Ramondre Stevenson. They really and the do. Patriots in general. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Bill O'Brien being there is certainly going to help. I can't believe I'm saying that. That's how bad it was <laughs> last year. Like we're saying, thank God, Bill O'Brien's coming to save the day. It's so fucked up. Right. Um, speaking of Bill O'Brien, why don't we move to the AFC South and just talk about the, start with talking about the Texans. Um, I mean, this is a total – I mean, they're going to need to continue to rebuild, but there are some of these guys um, who 
even despite the fact that like Brandon Cooks is they're they're on the hook for Brandon Cooks this year for just an astronomical sum. I was just looking it up earlier. I couldn't believe it. Um, but they can get out of it after this year. But they they backloaded everything from last season onto this season with Cooks. So I, I was thinking maybe we might be able to get a situation where they he could be a cap casualty. It's that can't be the case, right? So the stuff I was most interested in was like John John Mechie. How does he look? Well, you know, how is he doing? How do his workouts look? Is he a guy who's going to be ready, like full steam ahead for OTAs? And then I also just want to say, what was your thought about Damian Pierce last season? And it's look, it's going to be, it's going to be D'Amico Ryan's that we get. So he's not going to have that much to say about it, but you do. I would, I would have to imagine that Casario is going to want to brag on his picks from last year. And we'll hear what he thinks about Damian Pierce being a sustainable piece here moving forward as they go through this rebuild. They do have a ton of cap space. They're probably going to get a new quarterback. Um, pass catching running backs, as you know, can be young quarterbacks, best friends. Damian Pierce can catch. So I think that he's a guy who could you know pick up some steam as this offense becomes a little bit more viable. And also Rex Burkhead, Royce Freeman, all these guys set to be free. So I, I think it makes makes a lot of sense to say, like, well, you know, how much is going to be on Damian Pierce's plate? Well, yeah, and what, what we want to see out of Pierce this, this season is more consistency. And I think, you know, getting a better quarterback in position, getting someone like Mechie um, on the field, I think those things, you know, definitely enable him to have, you know, put all the pieces together in his second year on a consistent basis. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's crazy, man. They they have a terrible cap situation right now. They're they're over. How are they over the? They're over the cap by eighteen point one million, and they're not even paying Trevor Lawrence. You know that's that's yeah. wild to me. Um, the guys that are set to be free, the aforementioned Evan Ingram set to be free, Dan Arnold set to be free. Evan Ingram is going to be an interesting one because if you look at Spot Track, they've calculated him as being like an eight million dollar per year kind of tight end. I'm not sure they're going to be able to make that happen as they're trying to clear up some of this salary cap space. So uh, that'll be an interesting one to monitor. I, I would think definitely as dynasty owners and, and and people who have him in those kinds of setups, I would want Evan Ingram to stay there. I'm not sure the situation is going to get any better for him elsewhere with, with the volume he was able to receive this last season. Um, it should, you know, Jermichael J- J- Hasty is set to be free which feels like it's good for Travis Etienne, or is it not? Because he's one of one of Matt Kelly's uh, famous like meat shields, right? He's, he's like yeah. he's just good, just good enough to where they can think they have a good backup, not good enough to really hurt Travis Etienne. But maybe they bring in somebody who's, who's actually good that could hurt Etienne. I think they'll. I think they'll feel like they'll probably need to, just based so on too. Etienne's track record with injury marvin jones has got to be gone right i mean i feel like they they can't bring him they can't bring him back whenever they're paying zay jones and they're paying christian kirk such mad mad money yeah i feel like the wide receiver position is is one where they feel like they can probably (laughs) let one or two guys one or two guys slide and marvin jones as i mean he's been he was actually pretty decent in in spots last year but how old, how old is Starvin Marvin? He's star. How old is Marvin Jones? I don't know. Hold on. Um, let's see. I think he's probably 29. 
Well, let's see. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble finding him. Let's see. Marvin Jones. Let's go to Wikipedia here. He's 32. Why is he not in the database? He's 32 uh, am I, years am old. Am I being stupid here? He's 32? He's 32. Okay. I must be typing in. Maybe it's, uh, it, it could be under Marvin Jones Jr. or something. Um, anyway. Okay. So Marvin Jones, 32. He's, he, the, he, he's not coming back. He'll, he'll get, he'll get a, what do you think? He'll get a couple more like little one-year contracts here and there. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think probably, probably so. He'll get a, he, he might get another one-year, another one-year deal, kind of see how he looks and maybe yeah, they another could, one. They could that. use him in Dallas. Oh God. Um, okay. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. So this is just a, so I guess what Shane Steichen, um, new head coach, they have about thirty million in cap space, so that looks good compared to some of these other guys. Paris Campbell set to be free. Looks like Deion Jackson set to be free, but he's an exclusive rights free agent. Other than that, you know, not too much fantasy stuff here to really think about. Um, one thing that I, mean, I, I guess the thought- question is, you know, do, are they drafting a quarterback or back or bringing one in? Well, it's funny. They said that they're confident. That they said that they're confident that, that they're going to find one. So, I mean, they're, they're not they're, they're not giving us too many answers there with that. But um, certainly, it'll be interesting to hear what what um, I mean because Steichen's been able to develop two young quarterbacks in a, in a you know pretty short amount of time. Cool. And so, and Herbert and Hurts. Oh right. Right, because Herbert and Hurts. Yeah, you're right. So, man, God, that gets you jobs these days, right? If you can just show you can develop, especially like Michael Lombardi always talks about on the GM Shuffle podcast, where he's like, especially with a guy like Chris Ballard, it's like he's got to be banging his head against the wall whenever Jim Irsay keeps talking about bringing in Jeff Saturday and just all again. <laughs> because it's like Ballard understands that he's like he's drafted good players, right? What the Colts haven't been doing is, is, is developing players. Yeah. You know, they have good players. Like, I think that you would be the first to argue that with as heavy as you were into Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, all that stuff. This, I mean, they, they have some they have some good players. They have some good pieces. The offensive line sh- on paper should be awesome. The, a lot of these, these these guys haven't, you know, they haven't received the the kind of development that they need, and so I think that with Steichen, that certainly uh, that certainly makes sense. Yeah, Paris Campbell is also in, in, interesting to me. Like, how important is it that, that you bring him back? I think he could be a good free agent ad for some he could other be team somewhere. A great ad somewhere. I mean, it's just they like, haven't really been able to utilize him consistently. They, I mean, they should send they should send him to the Bills, and he and he could swindle Khalil Shakir. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, what about the Titans here? We have the Titans who are over the cap. They have a terrible cap situation. It's kind of a bad situation overall because they're not that they're not the most, you know, and, and well, and they seem intent on bringing a quarterback, a vet, veteran quarterback in too. Well, they're going to okay, well then they're going to have to they're, they have to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. That saves them about 19 million bucks. That would get them down. If they got rid of Tannehill, that gets them down to basically right under the cap. And there's some other guys that they can, you know, some other guys that they can they can let walk. Um, Austin Hooper is set to be free. I see that Dontrell Hilliard is set to be free. 
Um, who else here as far as fantasy role? We've got tight ends like Jeff Swain. It looks like Nick Westbrook-Akine is set to be free. Austin Hooper is going to be too expensive to keep. So I doubt that they keep him. Do you think that they are going to try and get rid of Robert Woods to save twelve million bucks? I mean, they don't have much going outside of him. I mean, outside of well, um, that's tra- what we need to figure Burks. out. I mean, Traylon Burks right. and Woods. I mean, unless we needed you- to find out is 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 twenty twenty three the year of Traylon Burks? Right? Is this his big year? Is he going to come along like the Garrett Wilsons, like the Chris Olaves, like the Jahan Dotsons started to last year, like even I mean, Drake well, London towards the end of the year last year started to? You could argue that a lot of that's going to be contingent on who's under center for him. Let's just please hope it's not Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs. <laughs> they, sh- they should have drafted Sam Howell the same way we should have had him as, as, as our senior bowl all, all senior bowl quarterback. Yeah. That Malik Willis swindles one I'll never forget. <laughs> I liked that man. I liked how all week too. Let's talk about Michael Wilson. I haven't read your write up yet. I've done some of my own work on him. My general thoughts are this. I think he might've been a, a more highly coveted prospect if he wouldn't have gotten hurt in his, what was that? His junior season where well, he only he, played the four two, games, two seasons. Yeah, well, right. I was going to mention, so in the junior season, he only played four. I think he's – didn't he start every game as a sophomore? Yeah. And then did he get hurt this last year too? Yeah. So it was – It was 2020 and 2022, I think, he got hurt. Let me just pull up his uh, – No, I think – so I think it was his junior season he finished. Let me just pull it up. I'm getting a little bit confused here on the Michael Wilson timeline. I'm pretty sure he was he didn't finish the 2020 season. He didn't finish the 2022 season, if I'm thinking correctly. No, well, here, here it is. He only played four games in 2020. He only played four games in 2021. Was 2020 the COVID-shortened season for him? Yeah. Okay, so only four games in 2021, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, only seven games in 2022. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's battled some injuries, um, but he was an all-senior bowler for us, one of the top three guys during the week of the senior bowl practices. If you look at PFF's stuff on him, good yards per route run, um, I believe in the top 60 or so among the qualifiers. The lined up about only 26% out of the slot. Most of his time was spent out wide. That's generally kind of where I like him. I did work like I didn't think his hands were an issue at all at the senior bowl. I'm not sure if you did. I actually kind of liked his hands. Trash no, I thought he had good hands. But he, he did he did have a 12% drop rate in 2022, which is you know I don't know. Like if that's we generally say anything creeping up past eight or nine where you can start kind of kind of looking into it. It's, it isn't a Dontavion Wicks where it's, you know, what was that in his 2022 season, like 19 or something like that. Yeah. Not quite like that, but certainly, you know, just something that something to keep an eye on and something to sort of remember whenever we're – I mean, well, whenever much, we're kind of I mean, looking I think at him. some of that too might, might have been based around his quarterback and his – 
I mean, because he's one of these guys who kind of is a quarterback's best friend. So he will kind of go for those passes that maybe maybe he shouldn't in some of these cases. Um, he's, I mean, the, for me, it's really his ability to cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time when he makes his cuts and his release. It's just like he's so quick in tight spaces and he's a big guy. So, like, he makes that move out. And he just, you know, and he's, and it creates separation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like right there, the way he gets in, like, like, like the way that he can, the, the way that he gets into his routes on some of these ones that cut in, some of these digs that come back, uh, the way he can sink his hips, get in and out. Oh, I mean, look, a good, like really good stem, really good. He can make one move and he's five yeah. yards, you know, away from his defender. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's a big, he's, he's a big body. He's a big body dude, even though people generally think of Elijah Higgins as the big body guy to come out of Stanford. Like Wills, Wilson's got he's a big, bo- he's a big body dude that moves like a small body. Oh dude. yeah. Look at that one. Look at like just a little kind of in cutting kind of Texas route there. Um, look, I think that, uh, I think, think that Michael Wilson is good, right? I think he's good. He's an all-senior bowl guy. As far as where we have him, you know, as far as where we have him from a production standpoint, it's not, you know, the production wasn't really good, wasn't really good for him. You know, it's like 9% of the team's receptions last year, 14% of the team's receiving yards, uh, you know, 27% of the team's receiving touchdowns, even though it was only four. But it was a season that was – um it was a season that he had, ah, I don't know. He has trouble finishing seasons, man. I, I don't know if, if Michael Wilson is just injury prone or what the deal is with him, but I think he's good when he's out there on the field. There are things about his game I like. Like you said, I like his short, short area quickness. I like his burst. I like the way he gets into his cuts, out of his cuts. I like his stems at the line of scrimmage. Um, man, I, I just, think he's one of these guys because he's a bigger prototypical quarterback, I mean, um, what receiver who looks – and can move like a smaller guy. I think sometimes, you know, when you have a body like that moving like that, it can lead to some untimely injuries. And I think that's maybe kind of what we've seen with him so far. But, and you know, it's kind of – it can be a blessing or a curse. I feel like if he can stay healthy, um, I think he could be really good in the NFL. Six foot two, right at six foot two. He's six foot one like and five, 216 pounds. He's got nine and seven eighths inch hands, so 10 inch hands. I mean, the, the, we the, these are all things we like. Just as importantly, he did break out, and as Trashman mentioned, in his sophomore season. So he's got an age 19 breakout age. That's important, right? It goes to show that at, at a point in time, Michael Wilson came in and went gangbusters as the new, as the new kid on the block, right? Impact, impact 12 football. So um, my, my question to you is, like, you're sitting there, you're an, you're, an, you're an NFL GM, and you're on the clock, and the, you, you need a wide receiver. Michael Wilson, Rasheed Rice, and Xavier Hutchinson are all just sitting right there. Which one are you picking? I think – I'm picking – I think I might – I might pick Rice there. It, but it, is it, it – But is, so it's close between Rice. It's close between Rasheed Rice and Michael Wilson for you. I is feel it, like if Wilson didn't have the injury history he has, then I would pick Wilson. Is Xavier Hutchinson even in the same bucket? Not to me. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.